What up, everybody, and welcome to Tailgate Talks. This is week 79, and you are listening to The Tailgate, where we discuss what is going on outside of Texas Tech sports. This week, it's all about the NBA. It's all about the association this week as we dive in to the NBA playoffs. We've got playing games happening right now as we speak, so we're going to discuss the playoffs, who we've got winning, and all of that good stuff. But first, make sure you are following us on Apple and Spotify. Give us five stars, five stars for the tailgate. We greatly appreciate that. And a review. If you will leave us a review on Apple, that would also be appreciated. Make sure you're also following us on social media. Follow our Twitter, where we do most of our interacting and commenting on games and all of that. Uh, follow us there at tailgate underscore talks. You can follow our personal accounts. Follow Dustin at Dustin Wimmer 22 and myself at Calvin B. Barrett. We also have Facebook where we do these live shows every week and uh, also Instagram for a little short videos and graphics and all that good stuff there. Uh, I follow our YouTube channel for little bite-sized videos of our podcast posted uh, on there. And if you have any questions, comments, or want to reach out to the the tailgate, please email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. With all that being said, let's get into this week's tailgate. Dustin, it is playoff time in the NBA, a season where I got to say I didn't super pay, like watch a whole lot of games or anything like that. But the marvelous thing about social media nowadays is that you can keep up with just about everything that's happening every night on Twitter, the best plays and all of that stuff. So the playoffs are here. The playing games are here and we are ready to dive into that. But first, a team that I support, yep. and not really the team, the player that I support, LeBron James, who's a part of the Lakers. They were officially eliminated. The night we did our recording last week, we talked about it. They were set to play that night. The Spurs won their game. The Lakers lost, officially eliminating them from uh, the playoffs. And then yep. early this week, they fired their ho- head coach, Frank Vogel. So just, you know, a uh, Kind of a the perfect ending to what was a catastrophic season for them. Yes. Do you have any thoughts on the season's end? Frank Vogel, like not knowing that he was fired while everybody else is like, yeah, he's fired. Uh, Russell Westbrook firing shots off. Uh, LeBron uh, wanting other coaches already. <laughs> What's your tie up for this abysmal Lakers season? Yeah. Honestly, I want to hit on all that because, yeah, the Frank Vogel situation was horrible because they've rumored to be firing him a few times this year. So he's yeah, like, it's been in walking. It's been in the conversation since like middle of the season. So so it sucks for him, especially because he's a good coach. Yeah, um, the Russell Westbrook exit interview type situation. He said, I'm paraphrasing here, that he didn't get the chance to show like what he can do or use his skills correctly. Yeah, it wasn't allowed to be rough. The dude played the most games and the most minutes and led the team in everything but scoring. Yeah. I think you got the most opportunity of anybody, Russ. Like for him great... not to take any blame for that is ridiculous. And like he's just like, I don't know what happened. There's a great tweet where it was like Russ was Russ said they didn't let Russ be Russ, also Russ, and it was just a highlight video of him. 
you know, if his shots hitting the top <laughs> of the backboard, missing layups, just like how completely like, terrible. Is it just a bit? Is he a, that oblivious? <laughs> is it just straight denial? Like it is Hollywood, so you never know, I guess. <laughs> and then the LeBron thing, like he's in denial too of like all of it, and now he's like. Oh, I'm not going to have any part of the roster stuff this next season. Wait a minute. You you got them into this situation. Don't back out now. Yeah. <laughs> you you can't dig this hole for the whole organization and then be like, oh, y'all fix it. <laughs> like, that's what pisses me off there. Yeah. It's just a gigantic clusterfuck. Like, oh, yeah. It's you bad. Know, like, I don't know what coach would want to go there because, like – yeah. You There's don't like the Quinn Snyder Russ, reports. One, like LeBron's not the best to deal with, to be honest. And like their whole roster construction situation is horrible. Like, yeah, I don't like any of it. You would have like, to get somebody. To... I think you'd have to get somebody who's not coaching, like Mark Jackson. Somebody, yeah, because you know Quinn Snyder came out and said that you know he's not interested in the Laker job like, because Nick Nurse might go, and I'm like. He's got yeah, I don't know. Toronto, I, I think. Yeah, I don't know why you would leave like <laughs> being at a stable job to go to one that could be toxic and can, and, you know, toxic, you're probably yeah. going to get fired in three to four years. The only <laughs> coach who's ever outlasted LeBron is Eric Spolstra, and you know yeah. every other coach that he's had has been fired. So, you know, Coach Killer, yeah, you can throw that on him. Terrible roster builder, yeah, he did that too, and so he, he's got to take some of the blame on this one because. He did want Russ on there, but you know, some of the, some of it is still like this team was injured a lot this year. And sure. so that, yeah, that's part like, of, that's part may, of it every year. Maybe it's different if they are healthy and whatnot, but still <laughs> like usually LeBron was enough to get you the playoffs. And, and that's the problem. It's though, just not like anymore. That Russell Westbrook, $47 million contract laying over their head is a yeah. big pain in the ass because and you'll see, You'll Ooh. see like random tweets that the Hornets have emerged as a possible contender for Russell Westbrook. The Pacers have emerged as a, who the fuck would want to go no. like if you're the Hornets, you have LaMelo Ball. Why would, the fuck would you want Russell Westbrook taking that, you know, the rock from him? Um, the Pacers, you just got you just traded for Tyrese Halliburton. Why do you want somebody like yeah. doing the same things worse? If you're than any of these other teams, you've seen Russ for over 10 years do what he does. And it never leads to actual winning no. in the playoffs. Like, like maybe you might you win do some it just sell some tickets, but yeah, yeah, that's all you're the... getting there: jersey sales and tickets. If you have no hope, like you're the Kings, you're the Kings, and you just know you're not going to make the playoffs ever. But hey, maybe Russell sell some tickets and some jerseys. Maybe go for him. But I mean, it was just a baffling decision in the first place that they got him and. Yeah. You know, I expected it to be pretty chaotic. It just it's just kind of crazy that it went as chaotic as it was. And um I mean everybody in basketball knew that putting Russ next to LeBron wasn't gonna work because that type of players never worked around him. And nope. Uh, <laughs> and guess what? <laughs> it didn't work. But the Lakers are behind us, although all your sports shows will still be talking about them. We're done God, them because the playoffs are here and we're gonna be talking all things about good teams that are still around playing. The play-in games are set to begin tonight. Uh, So, Dustin, we have the Nets and the Cavaliers who are playing currently as we speak. And right now, the Cavaliers are are up. Yeah, the Nets are up 14 on the Cavs. What did I say? 
I don't know what I said. Jumbled. There's a lot of teams playing. The Nets are up on the Cavaliers by 14 in the third quarter. The other game tonight, which is our shot bet for tonight, it's the Clippers versus the Timberwolves. So, Dustin, on these two games, we already kind of know that the Nets are going to win and move on here and claim that seven seed. Clippers-Timberwolves tonight. What are your thoughts on that? You picked the Clippers in the shot bet. What's yeah, the reason? Kinda, I, like, I really like the Clippers, especially with getting – Paul George back. This will be playoff, play in Paul George. Don't know what that version looks like. Play in P. Play in P. <laughs> but I think it's with the title of this back, episode, they're a really veteran crew. I I just see them taking it to Minnesota, even though Minnesota has been better than expected this year. And I mean, I guess better than expected ever. <laughs> right. Um, I just don't see them kind of rising to the occasion. Um, so I see the Clippers taking that one. I picked the T-Wolves this yeah. time. I, I uh, They've been a pretty fun team. Anthony Edwards is kind of one of those rising stars that you can see him being a problem in the league for a while. Carl Anthony Towns has had a kind of resurgent season for him. Um, as much as Pat Bev annoys the shit out of me, uh, he's going to be hyped for tonight as the Clippers are his former team. Oh, yeah. And so I, I, I like the young Timberwolves. I like their coach. They're at home. Uh, the Clippers do have Paul George back, but uh, the, I, I just don't I, I don't know yet if they are ready to you know go in and, and take this on the road. I expect them to lose this game and then win that uh, next one to clinch that that's, eight seed. That's what I have, too. Well, I haven't flipped, I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah. So. I think this will be a fun game tonight, though. I think these are two, you know, different teams. The Timberwolves got that youth, and they're kind of fun and exciting, athletic. And then you've got the Clippers, who are kind of a lot of veterans. Uh, Paul George is still trying to get back in the swing of things after missing a lot of the season. Same with some other players. They've just kind of injury-riddled season. But So those are the playing games tonight. Tomorrow, the Hornets face the Hawks and the Spurs face the pelicans winner of that moves on to play the losers of these games do you have any thoughts on these teams how do you see these plans shaping up so we have uh the nets and clippers for you taking those seven seeds so who gets that eight seed for you in the eastern yeah. conference i got the hawks winning that 19 game and then also beating the Cavs to move yeah. on to get the eight seed eventually i mean they're a team that went to the second round a couple years ago, maybe even back-to-back years. I mean, Trey Young's been on fire this year. He just needs his help to step up, I think. Um, We talked about the West, the other side, Pelicans, Spurs. I just don't think they have enough to compete with either the Timberwolves or the Clippers to get there. So I think both their, their seasons will end after that game. Yeah, I'm with you. I have the Hawks uh, yeah. advancing past the Hornets, although the Hornets are a fun young team with some talent there. I just yeah. think it runs out. The Hawks have been playing really well as of late. You know, kind of funny is there's been a lot of stories about how this Hawks team found the regular season boring after their playoff run last year. I'm like, what the fuck? Y'all have only been here for like literally one year. Y'all were yeah. Like a surprise. Like, you don't get to act like you're bored of the regular season yet. And like, most of y'all are like, what, 28 or younger? So, yeah. Oh, you've barely been in the league. Like, you better get used to the regular season. And that's important at some, like, to a level, to an extent. God, that's absurd. I like, I've never heard that from a team that, like, 
like wins the finals or stuff like that makes sense. But y'all didn't even make it to the finals and y'all are over here complaining no. about the regular season's boring. Like I thought that would make you more motivated. But yeah, it anyway, should. it seems like they've kind of figured it out here down the stretch. So yeah, I see the Hawks prevailing and beating the Cavs as well to claim that eight seed. You yeah. know, for me, Spurs Pelicans, I don't really like you. Yeah. I don't think it matters. I think whoever wins that will see their season end versus whoever loses the Clippers T Wolves game. But yeah. it's getting the more exciting stuff of the playoff so let's start off you want to start western or eastern let's go west start in the western conference so i'll just run through the uh matchups first and then we'll kind of dive into them first we got the number one overall seed the phoenix suns they had the best record in the nba this season they will face off with the eight seed which will be determined later so right now dustin has that as the timberwolves i have that as the clippers the uh, Two-seeded Memphis Grizzlies are also winning their opponent. They will figure that out tonight. The winner of the Clippers-Timberwolves game will match up with the Grizzlies. Three-seeded Golden State Warriors face off with uh, De- the Denver Nuggets. Dustin representing the possible Nugs. back-to-back MVP. I guess that's the same number, but that is a Carmelo Anthony jersey. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> or is Jokic 15 or is he like 30? I, I don't know. I can't remember what number Jokic is. I don't watch a whole lot of Nuggets games. But anyway, the four-seeded Dallas Mavericks face off with a five-seeded Utah Jazz. So, uh, Dustin, let's just kind of start off with the Phoenix Suns and the to-be-determined team. Uh, I'm guessing that you don't really see this being much of a series, but there is some rumors. There's been some discussion on a possible Kawhi Leonard return in the playoffs. So if you're the Suns tonight, who do you want to win? Who do you want to face? Uh, or if you're the Suns, who are you rooting for to end up in that eight speed? Yeah, so if you're the Suns, you want the Clippers to win, so they go to the other side. And then you get Timberwolves, Spurs, Pelicans, whoever. And it should be just a warm-up series. It'll be over in four or five. Yeah, I have a lot of confidence in the Suns handling. I think, you know, the T-Wolves, I think, would be a pretty scrappy opponent. I think that's not a series where – it's a series I could see them winning in five games, but it's not like those are all going to be blowouts. The Timberwolves are, like, scrappy enough where I think they'll steal a game and, you know, make a couple other games close. But Suns are just so good right now. Um, I don't really see whoever ends up there being much of a series – an interesting one, though, to me is what would be that 2-7 matchup if the Clippers or if yeah. the Timberwolves get there. Like, for either team, I think it's a fun series with the Grizzlies. How do you see that series playing out? And do you see upset potential, or are you riding the young Memphis Grizzlies? Yeah, so on the West, that's my number one, like, series to watch first round if the Clippers get there because I think the Clippers' experience – and physicality can take down the Memphis Grizzlies and their kind of youth and energetic self, um, especially with, like I said earlier, Paul George coming back. And so I can see the Clippers winning that series um, pretty solidly, to be honest. Wow. With or without with or without Kawhi. If Kawhi's even there, because I think they yeah. need to win this, and then maybe <clears throat> second round Kawhi maybe emerges. I think that uh, the Grizzlies are – just kind of overlooked because of their youth, but they've got a lot of, yes, yeah. you know, oh, they yeah. were able to win games with John Morant and they were able to win a lot of games without John Morant. So they just have a lot of different guys that they can throw at you. I think they're going to be able to be physical. They got Steven Adams. 
Uh, they've got, you know, Triple J uh, down there. So they've got a lot of big guys that they can throw at you. They got a lot of guard size. And then they got one of the best players in the NBA and John Morant, who's, yeah. you know, had his, you know, year where he, he's officially kind of added to that list of, of superstars that you've got to watch every night and has a highlight every night. Yeah. And so I think they're a really young team, but they're really well coached. And I, I just don't think they like give a shit. I just think they're like, they're, they're, like they're the in Bengals. like, they're like, fuck you mode. They are like the Bengals. They're like the way they were talking shit to like LeBron during the season. Like they're just out there balling. And so I don't really see the moment like hitting them and, and knocking them back. I, I think they're just going to be like, fuck this. We're going to go in there and try to beat your ass. So I, I've got a good feeling about the Grizzlies, no matter who they face now. Of course, okay. if they get, a really good Paul George and the Clippers team that yeah. seems interesting to me, but I think they could handle any other team that it might, you know, the Timberwolves, if they end up there at seven. All right. So the other two series where we know both sides of it here in the Western conference, it's the number three golden state warriors versus the six seeded Denver nuggets. Uh, this one is interesting because little note here, Steph Curry might not be able to start the series as he, you know, suffered an injury uh, about a month back, uh, still recovering from that. The Warriors, while being the three seed, haven't been fully healthy all season. You know, it was Steph and Draymond, and then Steph and Clay when Draymond got hurt, and then now it's Draymond and Clay. And so they were able to fight, had such a great start of the season, they were able to hold on and get that three seed. How do you see this one playing out? Um, there hasn't been any reports of Murray or um, – Porter Jr. playing in the series, so it looks like it's going to be Jokic and them boys <laughs> against the Warriors. Do you see any chance for the possible two-time MVP to pull off an upset? Yeah, and that's why I have the Warriors winning this series. Um, it's like the injured injured group of teams rolling out there and just yeah. like, hey, who, how many of y'all got today? Oh, all right. <laughs> like, <clears throat> you don't know who you're going to get, and it might yeah. not go well for you just because of that. Um, yeah, the Nuggets just, you know, two of their top scorers are out. Jokic, his best ability is passing the ball, not necessarily scoring all the time. And so without having that many weapons on the floor in Golden State, they can just kind of roll out a couple more guys, even though Steph might get hurt or Draymond might get hurt or Clay might get hurt. That's the thing you don't know about. Um, yeah. I still think the Warriors can pull this out. Yeah, I agree with that because – you know, with all those guys being hurt, it's required other Warriors players to step up and get a lot of minutes. And so, you know, guys like Jordan Poole, who's going to yeah. be in contention for most improved player of the year. Um, other guys off their bench have all gotten significant minutes in games. And so it's not like they're thrusting these guys into opportunities that they aren't used to. Right. You know, if Steph's hurt, you still have Draymond and Clay, who are two of the best players in the NBA on any given night. So I think that's enough to overcome. Uh, a Nuggets team that's going to be propelled. Like they're going to be tough to beat just because Jokic sure. is such a problem. But I, I could see this one going like six games though. Yeah. I could see Jokic just willing this team to a couple of victories. That's just how good okay. he is. And that's how amazing he's been this season. And the last one, Dustin, the Dallas Mavericks got oh. the four seed, but in probably the worst way possible in the last game of the season on Sunday night, Luca strains his calf or at least that's what's been reported so far yep. Dallas Mavericks have been pretty uh quiet on the situation which is to be expected when you're heading into a playoff series they face the five-seeded 
Utah Jazz, who I don't know about you, Dustin, but this is like the most boring playoff team ever to me, the of Utah course. Jazz. They're just here every year. You yep. know they're not going to do much. Nope. So what do you think about this series? What do you think about your Mavericks, even with the Luka injury? How are you yeah, feeling? I started this one because of the Luka injury, but, you know, listening to a couple things today, it kind of calmed me down that he does get, you know, four more days of rest before they got to play on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, from when we're recording right now. And so in the NBA world and what they can do now with rehab stuff, like that's a ton of time. Um, even if he's not able first game and can go from second game out, I still think they can handle this. So I still have the Mavericks moving on, on in this series. Yeah, I do too. I think there, I don't see a world where Luca doesn't play in this series. And so I think if you give up game one to the jazz, I don't think there's anything to be worried about there. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, you'll have a really good defensive team. I think y'all have got other players who can step up and fill a role and, and be competitive in game one. And if you, if you, if you have to rest them in game one, it's not the end of the world. Uh, as no. long as you can get him back for game two, I think that's, that that's ideal, but I just see the Mavs as the, the much better team right now. This jazz team has felt like it's run its course. Feels like after the season, some moves are going to be had can be made. You got um, to. And there was a crazy stat going around that like Donovan Mitchell averages, two turnovers a game or two passes a game to Rudy Gobert, two passes a game, not assists. That's your best two, two players. Two, pa- two passes two a game passes. to Rudy Gobert. And, and he averages like more turnovers per game than he averages passes yeah. to Rudy Gobert. Just feels like that relationship has been fractured so much that this team is, is kind of at its end. And just for all of us basketball fans, personally, I just hope the Mavs end it for them real quick here. <laughs> in the first round. So Western Conference, Dustin, uh, you have the Suns, you have the Mavs, you have the Warriors, and you have the Clippers, Clippers. in the first round. So other Western Conference predictions, how do you see this sh- playing out? Suns, Mavs, Warriors, Clippers. Yeah, I still see the Suns getting to the Conference Finals and then the Warriors taking down the Clippers and the Suns making it out of the West to go back to the NBA Finals. I, like you, have the same scenario. I have the Suns over the Mavs. I have the Warriors over the Grizzlies. I think Warriors-Grizzlies would be a fun-as-hell series, though. I think that would be really fun. And I would hope maybe six, seven games out of that. But ultimately see the Warriors prevailing and then Suns over Warriors to get back to the NBA Finals. So let's go to the Eastern Conference where we're going to predict who's going to be meeting them in the NBA Finals. Over in the East, we've got the one-seeded Miami Heat facing off with uh, the eighth seed, which will be determined later. But me and Dustin both have the Hawks filling that eight seed. So we'll move forward like the Hawks are there. Uh, We've got the two-seeded Boston Celtics facing the winner of tonight's game, which looks like it'll be the uh, Brooklyn Nets, who are currently up 12 as we head into the fourth quarter there. Then we've got the three-seeded Milwaukee Bucks, the reigning champions, facing off with the six-seeded Chicago Bulls and the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Toronto Raptors there. So, Dustin, as last time, let's start off with that one-seeded Miami Heat facing the, you know, 
Atlanta well, Hawks, Florida, who, will, Hawks. <laughs> who will who will put there. Uh, yeah, they're not interested unless it's the conference finals. So Heat Hawks is what we predicted, but you know there could be other circumstances that happen there. How do you see this series prevailing? Do you see the Heat winning this series easily? Well, in traditional hating Trey Young fashion, yes, I hope the Heat beat them very easily and move on. The Atlanta Hawks can go back to being bored in their own offseason. Yeah, I would prefer that as well. The Heat are just one of those, you know, and they talk about it a lot, and you probably get exhausted about hearing it if you're a basketball fan, but that Heat culture, there is something real about it. That, you know, they have had Kyle Lowry out, Bam Adebayo out, Jimmy Butler out, like all sorts of Tyler Hero out, all their best players out at parts of the season, and they just plug in random dudes who come in and, you know, fill those holes for them and do exceptionally well at it, you know. And it, it's just crazy how they're able to turn guys who weren't drafted uh, into significant players who play a lot of minutes for them. So I just think, you know, whoever, whoever gets there in that eight seed is just going to be up for a dogfight. And the yeah. Heat just have too many guys that are willing to – you know, they're willing to fight themselves. And so, yeah, no joke. <laughs> that ain't no joke. <laughs> so, they're, 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 they're just a, uh, a feisty team. And I don't really see that uh, first round matchup being a challenge for them. Yeah. So, we both got Heat winning easily there. Now, what I think might be the most intriguing series, maybe of the entire playoffs, is what will happen if the Nets go on and win. And that oh. is Celtics, Nets, two versus seven. Dustin, what are your thoughts on the possibility of this series? And I, I feel like this is would be perfect. Oh, yeah. This is the first-round East matchup I starred, circled, highlighted, because I don't think the Boston Celtics are very excited about this matchup at all. Yeah. I, I think they're like, God damn it. Like, fucking Cavs. Cavs, <laughs> fucking Nets. They got Kyrie back full-time. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> like – they're not happy over Boston, I don't think, especially after losing their, uh, what, center? Yeah, Robert Williams. Walker, yeah. The Time Lord. And so I have the Nets pulling the wow. upset here, which I don't really know if that's an upset, but 2-7, just looking at it that way. Um, with that, uh, Williams being out for Boston – and obviously the Nets are starting to catch some fire a little bit with some more roster consistency on the floor, you know. That's helping them a lot. And so I see the Nets pulling this off. This one is tough because you look at the Nets and they've got KD and Kyrie. Oh, yeah. And they're two guys who can, you know, win any game, any given night, just depending on their performances. You know, Kyrie was really great at the start of his part-time play, but ever since he's been playing full-time, his numbers have kind of come back down to earth. Uh, you know where you're getting from Kevin Durant every night, but name another net. <laughs> I could because I watched the game earlier, but before right. that, no. But like, besides like Patty Seth Mills. Curry, Patty Mills. You know he was on there. Um, you know, there's rumors about Ben Simmons coming back and playing, but that makes no sense. The dude hadn't played all year, and then you expect him to come in and, like, be in shape to play in a well, fucking playoff yeah. game. So, I get the in shape part, but the other argument I heard that I like that makes sense is, like, the things he does well, like playing defense and the distributing part, 
isn't as big a deal to me right now with the limited minutes he would get. He wouldn't come in and be a starter and getting more than half game time type minutes. No, yeah, he's only going to be playing maybe fifteen to twenty yeah. minutes or so like that. But still, That's the other thing. like you Don't expect a guy who hasn't played all season about, to come like, in and you expect him to come in and d up Jason Tatum immediately, who's like yeah. already in the rhythm. I don't yeah. expect that. I, I I don't expect that at all. Like he hasn't even played three on three. Like he's been doing like one on one stuff. He hasn't played three on three. Yeah. I, I I don't think he's going to be any sort of factor in this series. I think the Celtics are real. I think they're the real deal. I think they figured out they have the best Ooh. defense in the NBA. They've got Jason Tatum, who seemingly made that leap into maybe top ten player in the NBA. I just kind of see them riding this this wave that they've been on. Marcus Smart's figured out oh, his yeah. part on this team. He's Possible been playing really well. Of the year, Marcus um, Smart. And so I, I think they're meshing well at the right time. And if, you know, the Nets don't have a defense, man, they really don't. And so the Celtics just have more strengths. And I, I, don't, I don't see the Nets really having having the defense to be able to stop them. It be a hell of a series. I, I hope for a hell of a series. I hope for like six, at least six games out of this. But this is definitely, I think, the most exciting series out of all of them. Uh, let's kind of keep moving on here. The three-seeded reigning champion Milwaukee Bucks face off with the six-seeded Chicago Bulls who have really hit <laughs> really hit a wall down the stretch of the season. They have not, like, beat anybody good all season. Dustin, I've got this being maybe four or five games. I got the Bucks getting rid of them pretty quick in this one. What about you? Yeah, it sucks that the Bulls had like that one stretch of like, oh, we're so hot, and it was way too early in the season. It was way too early, and it was before they were playing anybody good. (laughs) It sucks that they got to play the hot defending champion Milwaukee Bucks first round, and they're going to get spanked. (laughs) Yeah, I just – I don't really know what else there is to talk about. I mean, Bulls kind of a fraudulent team this season. You know, it was exciting at first. Yeah. All the pieces seemed to mesh, but, um, you know, when they play bad teams, they're really good. And then when they play good teams, they're just unable to uh, reach that point. Of course, they've had injuries hurt them this season, but I expect the Bucks to make quick work of yep. this one. The last remaining series, another pretty intriguing one to me here, Dustin, that's the 76ers and Toronto Raptors. Uh, what do you got here between the Sixers, who things have not been going super well with True. the addition of James Harden, but they have Joel Embiid, who's having a what would be an MVP season if this season wasn't crazy and had two other players playing that same level, versus scrappy Toronto Raptor team. I actually like the 76ers, even with James Harden's struggles. I think with how James Harden is – he'll figure out what he needs to do in the playoffs to make it work with Joel Embiid and the team. Like, I think that's just what it comes down to. And I don't know enough. Like, I just don't know if I believe the Raptors are a five seed. Like they were pretty terrible last year. And now they're all of a sudden kind of back. I believe way more in the 76ers, especially having two top 10 type players and scoring champion Embiid and possible MVP in Embiid. Yeah, I wanted to pick the Raptors in this one just because, like, I I don't trust Doc Rivers and I don't trust James Harden in the playoffs. Like, those are two guys who have consistently 
not performed up to the level that you expect them to in the playoffs. But James Harden will get you to the conference finals, and then he's done. But I just think this is the Joel Embiid <laughs> series. I think, I think like yeah. he's oh, going to end God. up willing this team past the Raptors. Yep. It might be hard fought. It might go seven games. Uh, it might go, you know, the distance on this mm-hmm. one. But you know, who's the best player in this series? And that's Joel Embiid. Oh yeah, by far. And I expect him to just kind of go to work and and really want it. He's had so much playoff disappointment already. I think he's ready to get past this, and so. I had Raptors, but I, I believe in Joel and B too much for to see this Raptors team actually prevail there. So they're flipping. Yeah, I'm flipping. I'm going Sixers on that one. So we both have Heat Sixers meeting mm-hmm. in the next round. Dustin has the Bucks versus the Nets, while I have Bucks versus Celtics. So Dustin, how do you see the rest of the Eastern Conference playoffs? Yeah, I don't think our disagreement at the bottom is going to matter. I think the Bucks take on whoever wins that 2-7 anyways. And like I said, I, I like the Sixers right now um, with Embiid. I don't know what it is about him all of a sudden that I like. Um, so I got Bucks and Sixers in the East. And I feel like you're going to have a similar result. And we're going to have a rematch of last year and the Bucks make it back. We have the Bucks versus the Phoenix Suns again. I don't have that. Ooh, okay, let's go. Let me hear it. Because I feel like things. I, I don't know. I just I hate. I think picking. the Bucks are just so damn good right now. I think they're the best team in the East. But I think the Celtics are the best team in the Ooh. East right now. So you got that bottom and, being a really good matchup. Okay. So I got Celtics over Bucks. I think that's going seven, and I think the Ooh. Celtics getting the home court. The Celtics home court is definitely something to be considered here. That's one of the best home courts in all the basketball. I think that really helps them. So I got Celtics over Bucks. I've got Heat uh, moving on past the Sixers, but then I got Celtics over Heat, and I've got a Suns Celtics finals. Okay. I wanted to do Bucks, but I'm just like I feel like it's not going to be the same exact thing as last year. I, I and I do think what the Celtics have been this last half of the season is real and sustainable so uh and if jason tatum goes to that level in the playoffs like it, it, it'll be really fun no matter what celtics yeah. Bucks. so suns first bucks dustin you've got a rematch should you've got taking home the nba finals trophy this year rematch but i have the phoenix suns conquering their demons from last year and taking off the bucks and Chris Paul finally gets his championship. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and company. Monty Williams, another back-to-back coach of the year and possible NBA champion in my eyes. Yeah, I got the Suns as well. That's why I wore my Suns in four shirt tonight. This team is going to go down, I think, as one of maybe the most underappreciated yeah. teams in NBA history. They've just been so solid all year their clutch numbers are ridiculous when they're in clutch like close games on the stretch chris paul is the person that you want having the ball he gets everybody in the right situation but then you got devin booker who's had a career year would probably be an mvp like there's so many different guys you could say would probably be an mvp if this season just didn't have so many absurd numbers from players but what he's done for this team and the other thing i like is chris paul did get hurt already and so the suns team has kind of figured what they are like without Chris Paul and that's important because 
Because he's going to pull a hammy or something. Something's going to happen, but they were still really good when they lost him. And so it's important to know what your team identity is when you lose Chris Paul. And that's just like, this is Devin Booker's team. And Mikel Bridges has been awesome. All their role players, I think, you know, got better from last year to this year. So I just think the Suns are kind of overwhelmingly the favorite. And I just don't really see them not taking this home. Yep. Totally agree with everything there, man. And especially if Chris Paul stays healthy, I, I just think they're on another level. And so uh, I expect the Suns to win it. What I'm rooting for. Uh, Dustin, like personal preference, are you pulling for the Suns or? or yeah, I like them. I heard a stat today. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, but like Monty Williams won back-to-back coaches of the year. And he's like the first, like either coach of the year or like team-wise to win uh, 11 or more games in back-to-back years. So you got to think about it. Like two years ago, they super sucked, won more than 11 games and got good last year. And now they won 11 more than that. Like, yeah. Once you reel it back, like that's pretty amazing. Like to already have a good team and then win 11 more games. I think they're kind of still the sweethearts and everybody likes them from last year. I, I like the Bucks really favored in the East. Um, I don't hate your Celtics stuff at all. I wish Dallas had Luke, a healthy Luca because yeah. I think it makes things interesting there. Um, but and then yeah, the Nets—they're your—they're the X factor in all this. They are. I think the other intriguing would be the hottest finals ever: Suns versus Heat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, give me that. Now you that out. Give me that. Suns versus Heat, and that uh, would be like when uh, the Mavericks and Heat played, and you had the American Airlines Arena and the American Airlines Center, and it yeah. was a battle for American Airlines. Battle for the AA. Yeah, this would be a battle for the hottest team be great. in basketball. Um, that, so that would be kind of fun. But, yeah, personally, I'm rooting for the Suns. Uh, I wish the Mavs would have got the three seed and kept a healthy uh-huh. Luka because I think, like, a Suns-Mavs. I like bottom way better. Yeah. But ultimately, we're just excited that the NBA playoffs are back. So, as always, we will keep you up to date with uh, everything that's gone on in the playoffs next week here in the tailgate. Uh, pay attention to our Twitter accounts for shot bets yeah. that are happening as NBA games. You know, we're not going to make the picks here because things change from game to game. We don't know which game is going to be the most intriguing to watch. So, just pay attention to our socials for all of that. But we're excited for playoff basketball, and we will keep you up to date with everything going on there. Dustin, any last thing you've got on NBA playoffs? Let's go Suns. Go Suns. Suns and four. <laughs> so, playoffs are set. Let's get into some shot bets. We're going streaky! Dustin, our favorite shot, one of my favorite shot bets. I think my my favorite shot bets that we do are these just kind of random ones. The Masters one, the Home Run Derby one that we've done in the past. Something that's kind of different. The Masters happened over the weekend. So before we get into how the outcome of our shot bet happened, um, what did you think about the Masters this weekend? And 
Scotty Scheffler winning the Masters, but Tiger Woods, despite playing terrible, kind of being the dominant storyline as he did make it through the cut and all four, all four, you know, all four rounds. Yeah, that was my kind of bet was if he would make it to the end, and he did. And, you know, watching him come off smiling and, like, just kind of satisfied with making it through four yeah. rounds. Chills. Um, and, you know – not being disappointed or pissed off or whatever and just enjoying the moment was pretty cool. Um, and everybody else, you know, obviously enjoyed having him there. Um, I like part of my takes idea that if Tiger makes it to Sunday, he should automatically be in the last group. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just, doing, just for viewing mm-hmm. and to intimidate the shit out of the leader. <laughs> like, that would be great. Like Scotty Scheffler would have pooped his pants, probably. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and Cameron Smith did poop his pants. But <laughs> well, Cameron Smith didn't even need that. So um, yeah, it became Sunday. I watched. I didn't watch anything until Sunday. I'm not a huge like golf watcher, right? And so I watched Sunday, and it was first three holes were good, and then Cam Smith just kind of faded, and Scheffler took a hold, and then Cam fell apart. On like 13, I think, and then it was over from there. It's like there was no dramatics for most of Sunday. And so good for Scotty Scheffler. Um, Good for you for picking him with your last pick. I was looking at our notes from last week, and I'm like, one, two, three, four, five. He was the second highest favorite. Oh, man. One more pick, and I could have taken him. And, you know, dumb on me for not taking him three earlier, being the number one player in the – in the world and golf and winning now for the last six champions or tournaments. So yeah. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, for me, I watched, I watched tiger play on, on Thursday. I, I was keeping up with the good tiger. And, round. and that was, that was fun, man. You know, he ended that round one under yeah. and he hit some pretty good shots and you're like, man, it just, man, there's nothing like watching tiger when he's playing and like, we never thought we were going to see him again. And yeah. It was just crazy to see him out there, and and unfortunately he didn't, you know, finish well. But I think everybody was just appreciative to have him back, and uh, yeah. so it was it was cool to see that. That was my main takeaway from the Masters. For you sure. know, uh, I ended up winning the shot bet. Uh, I had Scotty Scheffler the winner on all my that side, mattered. so that really <laughs> was all that mattered. I also had Morikawa who finished, uh, I think, tied for third. And then John Rahm, who was the guy that was weighing me down, he sucked. He was at plus four. And then Dustin, you just kind of well, – you couldn't get – like DJ started off well, then he fell down. Justin Thomas kind of came on at the end. But you were Brooks really held back. Finish. He had to get carved yeah. off or whatever. Brooks was a loser. Uh, <laughs> and then Hovland was never really in it either. So that kind of drug you down there. But ultimately, I win the shot bet, Dustin – team loses so if you bet on me on the twitter poll you're All good right. if you bet on dustin you owe us a shot uh, our second shot bet for this week is tonight's game which is uh not happening yet but it is the timberwolves versus the clippers and dustin has the clippers i have the timberwolves so this one's just straight up whoever wins okay. wins and so that's what we're going with for this shot bet as mentioned earlier, our shot bets for this week will be NBA playoff games. We will be sure to tweet those out when the time comes. We'll kind of figure out what the matchups are, which one we see being most intriguing, and we'll tweet those out. Currently, I just paid my shot bet off right before we started this, so I'm back down to zero. Dustin owes five. He did pay one over the weekend, so we yeah. stayed even there. 
Shout and out to so, seeing Austin in town this weekend and taking a shot with him. He listens to our stuff a little bit. So shout out to him. He's always a fun guy to interact with in person, especially. And, and on Twitter, he's pretty active. So shout out to you, Austin. Yeah, Austin, thanks for doing that. And Dustin, thanks you for helping him get a shot bet off his toes. That's it. Final shots for the week. What you got? Uh, yeah, I mean – I got to do a sad NFL one, obviously, over the weekend. We had mine, so. the passing of Dwayne Haskins suddenly on Saturday morning. He's pulled over. Um, he's messing with his car and hit by a dump truck, which is the other alarming thing of the whole story to me. I mean, looking back, like, what a great football career and apparently person he was. Like, they say his energy and smile lit up a room. But I just remember him from his Ohio State days just lighting up the football field and so um sad to see him go at such a young age in such a kind of tragic quick way yeah you hate to end the tailgate on a sad note but that's really all i had too as it kind of rocked the sports world i mean anytime you know yeah. these athletes are people you look up to and kind of view as invincible and you know this dude was only 24 years old and yep. it's just sad seeing a life uh taken way too early and you know Terrible situation. Uh, a Buckeye legend, and he will live on forever. And, you know, it was uh, heartwarming seeing that video of him as a kid. I don't know if you saw that on yeah, Twitter, but him saying that he's going to play yeah. here. Uh, and, and, and he did it. And so that's just really cool. And so you just really feel for the Steelers organization, the, um, you know, everybody, the you know, obviously Ohio State and just everybody he – he knew his family, his friends, his teammates, and all of that. So it always sucks when you have to do that. But I felt like we needed to give him a shout-out here. So sure. RIP Dwayne Haskins. And on that note, um, we will end the tailgate for this week. Make sure you are following the tailgate on Apple and on Spotify. Make sure you're giving us those five-star ratings. And if you listen to us on Apple, review the tailgate. Let us know what you think. We would always appreciate any feedback that we can get, that we can use, make us better here at Tailgate Talks. Make sure you are following the Tailgate on social media at Tailgate underscore Talks on Twitter. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. We also have a YouTube channel, so check that out. And as always, we will catch you guys next week at the next Tailgate. Peace.